Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. As the new year approaches, ask yourself this. Is there anything, anything that you'd like to see your child improve on in 2021? And also ask yourself this. Is there anything that you would like to improve on? Maybe do less of or more of this upcoming year. And then once you've done that, I have another question. I'll stop with the question shortly, I promise. But if the answer was yes to either or both of those questions, did the answer come in the form of the plural? Meaning, was there more than one thing? Were they multiple? Maybe even countless? You know, countless things that you would like to see you or your child improve on this upcoming year? I would imagine that that is the case because you and your child are human beings. Human beings living in this year during this pandemic. So if it's true that that's the case for you and or your child, this episode is for you. And good news, fear not. This isn't going to be an episode about New Year's resolutions. You know that annual tradition that research shows is about a 10% success rate? Nope, it isn't. Not on your Nelly. I've always wanted to say that. Okay, so instead, this episode will be about something called Keystone Habits. I may have mentioned Keystone Habits briefly in a past episode, but I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to this topic because I think it deserves it due to how effective Keystone Habits can be. Okay, so the idea of Keystone Habits was first introduced in the book entitled The Power of Habit. This book, which is a true game changer, by the way, link in the show notes. The Power of Habit was written by Charles Duhigg. And in it, Duhigg describes Keystone Habits as the small changes or habits that people introduce into their routines that unintentionally carry over into other aspects of their lives. This time of year, this year in general, I know that so many of us are feeling overwhelmed by the number of things or or behaviors that we're wanting to introduce or to remove. And from your parental perspective, I would imagine that there are many things that you want your child to address, to start doing, to improve on. But what can often occur for our youth, and any person really, is that when there are many, many and various things that we need to change in our lives, we often don't get to them or accomplish any of them. The reason for this is because we get overwhelmed by the numerous nature of the change efforts. So instead of doing what so many people do, that being trying to achieve all these changes, behaviors, goals, whatever you want to call them, trying to achieve all these things at the same time, all at once, instead, what we can do is use a keystone habit to lower the bar, to lessen the list. And the really cool thing about Keystone Habits is, is that they allow us to get more accomplished by doing less. And that word Keystone, it seems to be the most appropriate word to use. Definition time. Keystone. Noun. The single wedge-shaped piece at the summit of an arch that holds the other pieces in place. Isn't that great? I don't think that there's a better word for this concept, this practice, because that's exactly what a Keystone habit can do. It can keep the other pieces of our life, our other routines, in a good, solid form. In this episode, I'm going to share two types of keystone habits. First off being personal keystone habits for an individual. These will be habits that you may want to consider or introduce to your child. 
But I don't want to stop there. I also want to share keystone habits that are for your family, the entire family. Okay, but first off, those personal keystone habits. I'll be sharing only a few of these, but I'll be sharing the ones that are most research-backed, the most research-backed keystone habits. Now, but with everything, I invite you to reflect on your life and your child's life to see if you can identify whichever behaviors have the biggest domino effect on influencing other positive habits in your life or the life of your child. So please don't feel like you're limited to just what I'm sharing in this episode. Okay, but to start, the big one, the one with the most research behind it, that keystone habit being exercise. Okay, Duhigg writes about how people who exercise regularly, well, the research shows that they have less stress, they're more patient, and they're more productive. And to break this down a bit, so remember, all you're doing, all a person's doing is focusing on one thing, that one keystone habit. In this case, it's exercise. So here's the thing. When you start exercising, research shows that the vast majority of people who exercise also choose to eat better. All right. So now that person is exercising and eating better. Well, guess what? That person, due to exercise and a healthy diet, well, they're going to get better sleep. And because they're getting better sleep, they're going to wake up the next day with more energy, better focus, and therefore be more productive. So now we got this person exercising, eating healthy, sleeping soundly, waking up with more energy, getting stuff done. And because of this energy, this level of productivity, and maybe a little feel good about their physical fitness, yeah, they may be walking around with a little pep in their step, shoulders back, a little more confidence in their stride. And all of that, all of it was achieved by focusing on one thing, that being the keystone habit of exercise. The next keystone habit I'm going to talk briefly about is meditation. Five to 10 minutes of mindful meditation will change your life. It actually changes the structure of the brain in a good way. And remember, adolescence, it's the second and final developmental period of high levels, high levels of neuroplasticity in the brain. That's an important thing to remember. Because meditation during adolescence can make such significant and positive changes to the adolescent brain because the the clay is still wet. All right, so let's say you or your child decides to meditate for five to 10 minutes each day. Breaking that down a bit to see it as a keystone habit. Okay, so by focusing solely on that five to 10 minutes of meditation, what will occur is that person will experience lower levels of stress during and afterwards. That'll provide them a better perspective moving through the day. With this improved perspective, they'll be better able to manage negative emotions when they arise. They'll experience an increase in creativity, have more willpower throughout the day. And in addition to all that, that person will see an improvement in each and every executive function that they will need to be successful in school. But again, all of that is experienced by focusing on one keystone habit, that one being meditation. All right. Here are a few more of these research-backed keystone habits. And to keep this episode under 30 minutes, I'm not going to walk you through the domino effect of each of these, but I wanted to share a few more. Okay, here goes. So, journaling. Journaling has been shown to be a great keystone habit. What else we got here? Reading for fun. So I'm not referring to just something your child feels they need to read for school, but instead, reading to learn outside of school. Also, gratitude. Expressing gratitude. 
That can look like starting each day by writing down, saying out loud, maybe even thinking or visualizing three things that you're grateful for. Gratitude is another great keystone habit. Also, waking up at the same time or close at the same time every day. I call that having a low sleep vow. Vow standing for variance of waking. Up next, cold showers. Cold showers have been shown to be a good keystone habit. And on that one, I think I want to do a whole episode on cold showers at some point. But, but anyways, those are just a few of the research-backed keystone habits that you or your child may want to consider. But again, I want to make the point. Think about, reflect on what routines, what behaviors, what habits have the largest radius of a ripple effect in your life or your child's life. And before I move on to the, the family keystone habits, I'd like to share an oldie, but a goodie when it comes to keystone habits, that being making your bet. And it gives me the opportunity to share a small piece of the commencement address that U.S. Navy Admiral McRaven gave to the University of Texas in 2014. A link for the full speech will be in the show notes. Highly recommend it. Okay, so here's the Admiral on the importance of making your bet. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bet. If you make your bet every morning you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made. That you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So I wanted to close the personal keystone habit list with that clip. Because I think he does such an incredible job of pointing out what keystone habits are all about. He does this when he talks about how doing this one small thing at the start of each day, this can encourage someone to do another task. And another. And another. That's that domino effect that is characteristic of a keystone habit. I also want to point to something that he says about making your bed, but I believe this to be true for most keystone habits. These habits, these keystone habits, are usually most effective when done to start your day. Let's call it the first half hour or hour of the day. And I'm not saying that a keystone habit can't be implemented at another time. A few of them can be done at the end of the day. But when you really think about it, By starting the day, starting it with that lead domino, known as a keystone habit, by doing that, you're creating more momentum throughout your day. Think of each task, each hour of your day as a domino. And with this perspective, wouldn't it make sense to get that chain of positivity started? Get it started as soon as possible? And finally, finally, on personal keystone habits, I like that the Admiral said by doing this one small thing, It will give you a sense of pride that will encourage you throughout the day. I think that's worth pointing out because it's not just about how the habit is tied to these other habits or routines, but it's also important to think about how it impacts someone's view of themselves. It can be a helpful reminder that these things aren't small because of how they change our view of ourselves. One of my favorite quotes from Irv Yalom, it goes, in order to love yourself, you must behave in ways that you admire. End of quote. Okay, moving on from the personal keystone habits and moving into something not talked about as much. Keystone habits for your family. Or I guess you could call them keystone habits for the home. 
And for the sake of time, I'm only going to share two. But they're both big ones, big in their impact, and big in the research that backs them. Okay, the first one I'm going to recommend is to sit down, sit down together as a family every Sunday evening to look at, schedule, plan, and prepare for the upcoming week. And I'm not going to be long-winded on this one because a very recent episode of this podcast was dedicated to this specific family tradition. I call it the Sunday Sits. If you want to check it out, episode is entitled The Sunday Routine That Will Set Up Your Child for Success. Okay, moving on to the second family keystone habit that I want to encourage you to consider if it isn't already a regular occurrence in your home. And that is the keystone habit of having regular family dinners. The family dinner, it seems to be disappearing. Research shows that only about 30% of families eat together on a regular basis. And yes, I understand how difficult it can be with all that's going on and all the different schedules that exist within your family. Not to mention many youth preferring to eat on the go or up in their room. But although it can be a difficult keystone habit to introduce or reintroduce in your home, my hope is that I can inspire you a bit, maybe motivate you with a little research from Anne Fischel. She is the executive director of the Family Dinner Project. Fischel shares in her research that regular family dinners are associated with lower rates of depression and anxiety and substance abuse and eating disorders and tobacco use and early teenage pregnancy and higher rates of resilience and higher self-esteem. So, just something to consider. And if you'd like to learn more, please check out thefamilydinnerproject.org. Link is in the show notes. It's a great resource. I love their description from the website that says, more than 20 years of scientific research shows why family meal times are so important. The Family Dinner Project provides the how for today's busy families. So if you're open to it, please check that out. All right. So there you have it. Another family keystone habit. I hope you found this episode useful. And if you did, I hope you consider what habits have the highest rate of return in your life and the life of your child. And if your child's open to it, this could be a great conversation topic that could allow them an opportunity to reflect and dissect how they spend their days. This conversation can help youth begin to develop a higher level of self-awareness by identifying the domino effect of a day or maybe their week. And if it makes sense to them, if the idea, the concept, the research, if this lands, well then, they may even be open to adopting one keystone habit just to see how one small change can ripple out, ripple out and have a huge impact on their lives. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.